here in the tigers avenue zach what's up how's it going um are you uh are you wet thankfully you, i'm not wet your right feet now. wet is your is your Thank ankles you. wet uh, how deep was it uh it was it was pretty bad um today's saturday right well we came home thursday uh, about 4 30 we pulled up we got out of the car we walked up to the apartment McKenna looks at the door. She goes, there's a lot of water right here. I, I sure hope like our house isn't flooded and, uh, it had rained. So we, we thought it was just kind of like some rain on the porch. Um, well, McKenna was right. We opened the door and, and the apartment is completely flooded. Two inches of water. It was fantastic. Alley boy. What's up? Let's go. Um, so that's why we didn't have a show last night because, uh, for the last two days, I have been pulling stuff out of the house, shop vacuuming the house, drying the house, uh, yeah. talking to insurance people, putting the cl- the furniture back in the house, uh, and then after all that, unpacking all the fourteen hundred thousand gifts that Zeke got for Christmas from grandparents and stuff. Of course, um, yeah, as he should, as he should. So, speaking of a gift, Zach, it looks like you know I'm kind of supporting some of my gifts right <laughs> now with. Yeah, like this shout out to I my father in law. Yeah, I gave yeah. you some gifts. Uh, I gave you a couple things. You got a new kind of setup going I, I, on. I do, I do. I got my computer stand here, I'm propped up on. I got my new webcam. If you notice, I'm, I'm looking a little bit prettier today, or maybe a little <laughs> bit more enhancing my ugliness. Um, it's because I got a new webcam. My father-in-law got me a new webcam for the podcast, so I really appreciate that. Got a green screen, man. Yeah, you're, green you're screen behind me. Up. This is a green screen. Hopefully, I don't get. Cop- I was worried about co- getting copyrighted for this act, but I think it's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, you, know, you know, it looks good. Looks, looks good. Looks great. Looks fantastic, Zach. It looks fantastic. But yes, um, uh, for everybody who does not know, my my apartment did flood. Uh, it got to like single digits here, uh, Walnut Ridge. Um, this apartment we lived in is older than my grandmother um so doesn't take much for a pipe to burst so single digit temperatures did it in for our pipe uh so yeah um here here's one thing though here's one thing though uh if we see an appearance from zeke it it is because mckenna's not here and that's because our dryer does not work the water that was squirting out was spraying right into the back of our dryer. So dryer doesn't work. So McKenna is off doing laundry at somebody else's house right now, currently. So we may have a Zeke. Brutal. We we might have a Zeke appearance. 
That's uh, okay. Because the only thing corralling him is his own attention to his toys and his little iPad. So well, he's got so many new toys now from Christmas. He should be good. Yeah. Right. Right. Correct. Like he he literally like has been in his room while we've been setting everything up, playing, and while the intro was running, he walked right up next to me. So well, <laughs> don't be surprised if Zeke shows up. It's the world we're living in right now. That's 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 where we're at right now. So that's fun awesome. stuff, fun stuff. But we got some more important things to talk. Well, I don't know if it's more important, but but more interesting things to talk about. Uh, things I, I want to talk about because um, I'm done talking about my my apartment flooding. It's been a hectic two days. Zach, how about these basketball teams opening up SEC play and ironically both against Arkansas? Arkansas. Yeah, uh, so it was really cool because uh, obviously you were you were down, so we got to watch, and Dad was able to watch as well. I know he hasn't been able to watch a lot of the bat- men's basketball game, really right. any, any basketball games, uh, mainly because he says – uh, I don't watch basketball until football is over. He's one of those old people uh, that does that. I, but, you know, I, I mean, you know us. If if you're watching and you know us, we're going to watch every single LSU sporting event that sure, we can, sure. uh, especially the – And main also main. with there like a, being a three-week gap in yeah, the end yeah. of the season to <laughs> the bowl. Make, start to make that transition. Yeah, um, Which LSU fans should because we've got something to cheer about. Uh, with both of these teams, of course. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, I, I'll start with the women's because uh, I think uh, we can discuss the men's more in depth and, and, and be more excited about women's. Uh, they played uh, uh, yesterday, yeah. at, or excuse me, on Thursday, and really looked good. Um, no doubt. They, they, they had a dominant performance in their opening uh, SEC game versus uh, Arkansas and a good Arkansas team. This is an Arkansas team that's ranked. Now they have – uh, kind of lost here recently a lot. Uh, they were undefeated. I think they were 12-0 and 0 or something like that, and they've gone 1-3 in the last few games. But Angel Reese continues to dominate. Uh, she Damn, led all scores. Goodness. She led all scores with, with 19 and, uh, and 16, so another double-double. She has had a double-double in every single game this season. Yeah. So really, really impressive by her. Uh, Alexis Morris also got going. She had 19 uh Flage had 10 um Ladezia had four uh, had four excuse me uh Jasmine had seven and that is your starting five uh Kateri Poole also came in put some really really valuable minutes in she paid 23 minutes off of the bench uh and she had six um and then other other others contributed uh as well but dude it's really encouraging to me because they went um I think is this their first True home game. I know they've done the tournaments or away game. A true away game. No, because they went to Tulane. They went to Tulane earlier okay. in the season. Um, but I mean, to be the first SEC game, you got to go on the road against a really good ranked opponent and to absolutely dominate them, beat them by twenty-four points. Um, that's what you want to see because, as we've talked about, they have played uh, opponents really that. Uh, weren't really good quality. Just opponents. inferior, yeah. Just, just completely inferior, and they dominated them. So to see them against a top twenty-five team do virtually the same thing was really encouraging. Now they weren't putting up a hundred points out there, but they <laughs> held Arkansas to forty-five points, and they scored sixty-nine themselves. So just really, really encouraging. 
Um, but I don't know if you also saw South Carolina also absolutely destroyed yeah. Yeah. Texas A&M. Uh, right now, it is, it yeah. is very evident that there is uh, a collision uh, just awaiting to happen between no these two teams. Of course, LSU will travel on the road to play South Carolina later on this season. But really big win for the Tigers uh, and Kim Mulkey to start out the SEC uh, slate. They're going to be back tomorrow uh, at 2 p.m. against Vanderbilt. So y'all definitely need to tune in, watch that. It's going to be on SC Network Plus. Uh, then they got then they have Texas A&M at home. They got to go to Kentucky. They got uh, to go to uh, Missouri. Auburn at home. They uh, they host Arkansas again. Uh, go to Bama. They have Tennessee at home, and Tennessee is very much slid off. Uh, Georgia at home. They go to A and M, and then the, the course, game. Course. The, the game. game at South Carolina Sunday, uh, February the the twelfth. Um, that's but honestly, Reagan. I mean, I'm looking at all these games as, as I just ran through them with you, like. LSU is going to be favored in every single one of these games. Yeah, um, they're going to. Well, I mean, the favorite. There's and they should be, and they should be. Uh, this team is is a team like with Angel Reese. You have something that very few women's basketball teams in Division One will have. You know, someone of her size, the ability to score. Presence. Um, I mean, that, that's just something you don't find at every at every stop in women's college basketball. And so having her being such a dominant force um, combined with the talent around her, I, I mean, let's not overlook everybody else with, you know, Flo J and uh, all the other players that contribute to uh, these dominant performances. Um, it, it's – it's going to be a great season for the LSU women's basketball team. Um, Enjoy it. But I, I will say you can't you can't get in the mindset of overlooking teams and uh, looking sure. past teams because you know you were in a battle with was it Tulane when you they went to Tulane. I mean you in Southeastern. Yeah, um, they had a couple close. Southeastern I mean, was the one where that uh, I forget her name. It's really close. Like thirty something on them. Yeah. Uh, so. You can't overlook SEC teams. I mean, it's still an SEC team. They're going to have good talent. And so uh, let's say Angel has an off night or, or Flo J has an off night or whatever it may be, you could get caught sleeping and, and you lose. I mean, that's the SEC. So um, you can't take any nights off. You got to play the way you you, you, you uh, play consistently um, and come prepared every single time. So – it would be awesome to go undefeated until we run into South Carolina. That would be pretty awesome, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But dominant performance, no doubt. Dominant performance, no doubt. On the doubt. flip side, you have the men's basketball team. With a huge upset. With a huge upset. The women, you know, you were expected to win that game, uh, I think, in a pretty decisive margin. Of, I mean, I, I expected them to win that game pretty handily. Right. Uh, maybe not as bad as it was, but um, nonetheless, they won as expected. Men's, I mean, if we're being honest, not a lot of people expected no, the not men at all. To, to, to be in this game. Some people, you know, we, I mean, and I, I, I put out a tweet and I said, look, today for LSU men's basketball fans is where we find out 
if reality sets in or if this team can really compete in the SEC. And we found out the latter. Um, as 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 we all know by now, LSU wins 60-57 to and what was a very, very impressive, hard-fought game. Physical, yes. We loved the way that they battled um, from start to – and it was honestly just a really good college basketball game to watch because – it was back and forth, back and forth. It was tight the entire time uh, of the contest. Yeah. And ultimately, L- LSU gets it done in the end, uh, winning by three. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. So, Arkansas is averaging, like, I think almost 80 almost points 80. a game. Correct. And you like held LSU them a to – yeah, you you held them to fifty seven points, and you held them to nineteen points in the first half. I, I mean, that was, was huge. Their lowest of the season. Huge, yeah, by far their lowest of the season. I, I mean, not even close. Uh, like, I, it's not even close for anybody else. Like, nineteen is by far their lowest, and it was so impressive defensively because they are a a team that specifically is. Elite and Matt McMahon in his post game interview said he said they're the best in America at creating points off of turnovers. And LSU won that battle, I believe it was like 13 to 4. Like Arkansas only got four points off of turnovers in this game, and they were averaging, like, I think McMahon said, like 25 points a game off of turnovers. Like they were dominant in the ability to make their defense create offense. So you tip the cap to the defense to hold this team uh, in check uh, the way you did, averaging almost 80 points a game. You held them to 57, 19 points in the first half. And the ability that when you turned the ball over, you, you got back and you defended well. When you turned the ball over, you didn't allow it to – uh, dictate on the other end of the of the court, uh, them just dominating you off of you know chances of turnovers. Um, four points compared to twenty five is is huge, and you had more points off turnovers than they did, and, and uh, so you beat them at what they were good at, at what they were really good at. Um, and holy crap, Trey Hannibal! Yeah, I, I mean this was his game. It was his game. And I listen, y'all can go back, go back, listen to the tapes. Your boy was hyping him up day one. He's good. Your boy was hyping him up day one. Uh, he plays aggressive. He plays physical. You know, uh, for a lot of our viewers, they're, they're uh, New Orleans Pelicans fans. Um, he reminds me, I mean, not at this caliber, obviously, but it, with the physicality, he reminds me of Zion. Like, he is very physical. Uh, yeah. in, in one of the post-game uh, pr- press conferences, um, I, I forget which NBA player. Uh, y'all will have to remind me in the comments. D-Lo. D-Lo. D-Lo, D-Lo yeah. said, dude, it's, yeah. like, it's like playing a football player. Like, he's, he's out here <laughs> playing football. Like, that's Trey Hannibal. The dude's out there yeah. playing football uh, on a basketball court. He's physical. He's dominant. Like, yeah. he plays really hard. He is a hustle player. But I mean, and he wasn't out here like draining threes. He had one three, I, I think. On it's the not night. his was, game. Yeah, he was that's only not one his, of two. That's, that's not, not his game. game. His game is I'm I'm gonna physically dominate you. I'm gonna blow by you, 
and physically dominate you, even if, even though he's covered. Because that's what happened. Like, I mean, he wasn't he was getting by guys, but he wasn't blowing by him. I should have rephrased. He's that hitting thing. some contested shots. I mean, he was going up, hitting contested layups. He's he, yeah. he's it's not just normal layups. Like he's he's kind of, he's reversing it. He's go you know he's he's making moves. Yeah. He's like it was just really really an impressive night and. There was two or three times where they they cleared that they cleared it out at right? the end of the game. They, at the end of the they, game, they just yeah, like, and they cleared it out and they're like, "All right, Trey, do work, put do work." They and let him come did. down. They let him come down. They would clear it. They would bring the screen with KJ, and then that was it. That was the play. Like that was it. That was the play. Get out the way. Come set a screen. <laughs> let Trey do his thing, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and they were just. I mean. It was really impressive. Um, I'll say this. I also really, really loved what I saw from Derek Fountain. <laughs> double, uh, double. Derek Fountain continues to be very impressive. 14 double, to double. 10. Look, Reagan, and I tweeted this as well. If you would have told me that KJ Williams Crazy. and Adam Miller Crazy. were neither one of them were your leading scorer, I'd be like, well, we got beat. We got, we got, we might have got blown out. If you would have told me that Adam Miller and KJ Williams had three points going into half, no I would have said, "Oh, it, uh, it looks ugly." A combined but, fifteen. But they they fought Reagan. Uh, KJ only had eight. He was in foul trouble a lot of the night, which that's why um, Adam Miller only had seven. But he hit some really, really clutch free throws at the end of the game, and yeah. that. And I will say, the biggest letdown of this game was your free throws. Uh, you oh were my only, goodness! It was bad. It was it was bad. You you started the night one of six. Uh, luckily, you kind of made some there at the end. You got to fifty percent, but oh lord, that dude! They, they're going to have to work on the free throws. Yeah. So so that's the thing. That's what we're, we're going to discuss here for a second. Uh, I mean, the ability to hold their offense was impressive from our from our defensive standpoint. Um, they they did what they needed to do defensively to win this game offensively you you've, you've got a long way to go you got a long way to go uh, it has struggled mightily I mean from a defensive standpoint you held them to below 40 percent shooting and from the three you held them to 16 percent that's, that's huge insane. but you shot 40 percent and 23% from the three, and you were 50% from the free throw line, and it has dropped dramatically uh, over the past few games for your free throw shooting. It was just not good. The the uh, I continue to think like the shot selections sometimes are, 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 are not quality at all. Um, now, at the end of the game, I think they had a plan and they executed it well. I think Matt McMahon closed that game out from a coaching standpoint like really well, yeah, very well, and uh, like somebody asked him in the post game interview, were you worried uh, about getting fouled and, and going to the free throw line? And like that was what, what like my concern. Like for real, they're gonna start fouling us, and we gotta close it out the free throw yeah, line. We gotta make free throws. And like he was like, I wasn't so much worried about that. I was worried about inbounding the ball, and I mean that's a huge point too. Like because we. From like Arkansas is way longer, like way more athletic uh, from a defending standpoint, and so for like we had to use a timeout. Trey Hannibal had to call a timeout on one of the inbound plays your close to the end of the game, and it was your last timeout. So the next two times, like you had to get it in, and it was difficult. 
it was hard to do to get the ball in every time. And so that was so important at the end of the game to inbound the ball well and then Adam Miller to hit those shots. It was clutch. But offensively, you've got to do better so you don't put yourself in that situation again. Uh, I mean, your defense played so well, you held them to 57 points. If you just hit more free throws and make some better shot selections, you could have won this game by like 10 points. I mean, seriously. You're not sweating it at the end. Yes. You're not You're not having to bite your nails. But I don't know. It seems like we, we don't have like an identity when it comes to our offense. Um, we, we don't have it completely figured out. We don't have – like right now you, you would – you know, at the beginning of the season you're thinking, okay, your, your bolt point getters are going to be Adam Miller and K.J. Williams. So far, K.J. Williams has somewhat been that guy at, at, and been a dominant force. Uh, but he has an off night, and Adam Miller for a while now has not been a point getter. He just hasn't. So in a night where both of them, like KJ has an off night, he's not himself, and, and Adam kind of continues to be in this slump, Yeah, for them to pull this off was massive, and, and Trey Hannibal deserves a, a massive amount of credit. Him and Derek Fountain uh, uh, played extremely well. Derek Fountain continues to be so stinking impressive on the defensive side. For real. I, I mean, I, I, I want to say it again. I, yes. I said it last time. I want to say it again. Watch him defend at the basket. His ability to stay straight up and contest a shot without fouling is, is really impressive. I mean, his wingspan is so freakishly long. He can stick his arms up in the air and not come down on a player. And, I, I mean, I, I've watched countless times. I, I don't know how many times. He'll just stay there, and he keeps his arms straight up, yeah. and they try to go over him, and they just can't. Like, they'll get the ball up there, but it's not a good shot. So yeah. it'll bounce off the rim or roll out. I, I mean, it's impressive. It's yeah. impressive. It really has been. He's I'll, been say, awesome. I'll say another thing I definitely want to see them improve on, um, and this wasn't a terrible thing, but – they definitely do a better job of boxing out, uh, and specifically the guards. No doubt. The no guards got to do a, b- a lot better job of boxing out. Uh, there's way too many offensive rebounds. I mean, they had 13 offensive rebounds. We had nine, so, you know, we yeah. kind of stayed close there in that margin, uh, which, I mean, honestly, going into this game, I was really nervous about the rebounding margin because they're so much more longer, because yeah. they're so much more athletic. And they, they out-rebound us. They and did. they did out-rebound us, which was expected, but – it was only by like five rebounds. Right. Uh, so, you know, to be able to stay close was really, really impressive. But here's the, here's the point I wanted to make, Reagan, and then I've kind of uh, and then I've kind of said my piece about this game. Listen, Arkansas. Yes, are they more talented? Yes. Are they more athletic? Yes. Do they have higher ratings coming out of high school? Yes. But I said it at the beginning of the season, and I'm going to say it again, and I'll continue to say it when we have wins like this. Veteran players sometimes in college basketball, a lot of times in college basketball, actually, they can beat a more talented, younger team. We see it happen all the time in NCAA March Madness. A lot of times – like, I mean, you remember the Baylor team in 2019. Yeah. Um, Like, they were full of veteran players. Like – if you're in college basketball and you have guys that have been there two, three, four years, um, 
that is going to play to your advantage when you're playing more talented but young, you know, one-and-done type teams. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to play to your advantage. And you were playing an Arkansas team that was really young, extremely talented, but really young. And you had guys like Derek Fountain, who's in his second year, Adam Miller, who's in his third year, KJ Williams, who's in his fourth year, Juice Hill's in his fourth year, Cam Hayes, who's in his second year, I believe, yeah. uh, Trey Hannibal, who's in his, I think, second or third year. Like, you were playing a more talented team, but you had veteran leadership on your side. Um, and I think we're going to continue to see that throughout this season. They're going to win some that they shouldn't because of the veteranship on this team. Yeah. And, I mean, also you um, – like one of our freshmen, Jalen Reed, he didn't get as much playing time in a game like this because some of his freshman flaws showed in this game. And that's not a knock on him, but, I mean, he'll grow in that and he'll learn. Uh, but in such a crucial game, you can't have some of those – freshman mistakes and they and the reality is Zach um they their their starting five has at least I know of two um freshmen so and and then there's Ricky Council the the and Davis I know those aren't freshmen I don't know about Makai Mitchell I don't know Davis has been there a while yeah he's a junior yeah so they had to play them like the entire game. Like, I don't know if you know this or not, but they didn't score a single point off of Arkansas's bench. No, not one. And we had 25 points off our Mm -hmm. bench. Like that is a huge deal when it comes to, um, uh, you know, college basketball, how well can your, your, your bench come off and play and give your starters, you know, a breather. Can they hold the rope? And you had Trey Hannibal come off the bench and put up 19, like compared to their zero. So, I I mean, that was a a big margin in the game as well. And I think that, like you said, that speaks to some of the veteran uh, play of these guys because Arkansas is so young uh, when it comes to their their bench players and even their starters. Um, And they even have some transfers that are new to the team, Um, which we do as well. But from a – a experienced standpoint, obviously, our team, I think, is a little bit more experienced. Um, I think Davis is their most experienced guy. So, I mean, you, you had them. And, and so they're probably at the end there gassed, uh, worn out from the fact that they had to, you know, some of them played 40 minutes, you know, the yeah. entire game, didn't come out, didn't get a breather. So, yeah, I, I mean, that helped you a lot from a, you know, a bench perspective, you had guys come off able to give our guys a breather and put up points. So that was a big deal as well. Great win. Big win. You got guys that have SEC experience too. I mean, Derek Fountain, he's played in the SEC. Uh, He played at Mississippi State. Trey Hannibal, he's the transfer from Murray State. But the two years prior to that, he had played at South Carolina. Senior veteran leadership who's played in the SEC. Um, So, you know, you're going to – you're gonna to want to rely on those guys a lot uh, in the SEC uh, conference. No doubt, it was it was a fun game. I mean, this is a statement win for Matt McMahon. I mean, nobody thought we were gonna be at Arkansas. I mean, I think you and nobody. I kind of scoffed at the fact that oh man, we're about to enter conference play. You know, yeah. like like oh boy, here we go. And we, got, and we got Arkansas, 
And and you know what? They they buckled up and they they got into a dogfight and it was physical. Uh, I mean, the the refs seemed to let it play. Uh, I mean, there there were a lot of fouls that went uncalled, and I think it, that was because they were letting them play a little bit. I mean, it was frustrating in the moment, but yeah, it is what it is. All right, guys. Let's let's get a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll discuss a few things considering uh, the LSU football team, and we will also uh, do somewhat of a re not not a recap preview for the bowl game, and we'll get to that right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue Show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. All right, Zach. Back here for our second segment. If you saw um, our, you know, little tidbit before the show, our tweet before the show, you saw we were going to discuss the basketball, and Kayshawn Booty was our second one. Um, as most of you may know by now, or have seen by now, heard by now, uh, Kayshawn Booty has reconsidered um, uh, his decision to stay and will be. Uh, changing his mind to enter the NFL draft. Um, obviously, I think we wish the best of luck to him. Hope he gets a, a high draft pick. Um, but Zach, I, I mean, what does this mean for LSU's team? I, I mean, what what if? How do you go forward with this? Uh, well, <clears throat> for me, it's not really a, a big hit. Um, mainly because you had already expected this. Like right. going into this twenty twenty coming into the twenty twenty three season, you didn't expect Kayshawn Booty to be with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that ultimately is the case. It was a nice and awesome surprise uh to see, you know, Kayshawn uh, announce uh early on in December that that he was coming back. I mean, everybody was like, Wow. And you know, a lot of that was due to the fact that apparently he had gotten some, uh, you know, bad grades back from looking like he was going to go end up second, third round, whereas everybody thought he was uh, a lock, lockdown first rounder uh, coming into the season, no matter he's what. He's a first rounder pick. I, I, I mean, mean, he I, is a first talent, round pick. Talent, talent wise, he's a first yeah, round Yeah, he, he's a first round pick, no doubt. Um, but apparently he graded out to a – second and third round pick. Uh, and so, you know, he wanted to come back, I think, and, and get that back up to where he wanted, you know, want, wants to be, which is in the first round. Um, and he may, may very well get taken in the first round just because of talent-wise. Yeah. Um, the problem is there is a lot of, you know, speculation surrounding what happened. You know, was this academics? Was it a team violation? What happened? Um you know, and, and obviously there's a lot of stuff going around um, of what happened on tire droppings and stuff like that. We're not going to speculate and just come out and assume uh, everything yeah. that happened. But obviously that plays a, a major factor into this decision. You know, if he was going to be dealing with a suspension or some, you know, some sort of disciplinary action 
for either academics or off or off the field issues, uh, you know, then it, it, it kind of makes it honestly makes sense to me. Like you don't want to sit out and, and, and already and hurt yourself even more right. uh, as you know, not not in like just a talent perspective, but in character character wise, because that's another thing that obviously NFL teams look at is the character uh, of, of a person, of, of a player. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, I, it probably ends up being a better decision for him. But, I, you know, I think maybe he could have stuck it out, you know, played through uh, or, or waited out the, the disciplinary action, suspension, whatever that may be, uh, and then ball out. Because this team next year is going to be fantastic. They're, they're going to be competing for sure for an SEC title, potentially a playoff spot, uh, I believe. So, uh, it hurts. It sucks. You know, but you, you ultimately you just got to move on. Um, and as Reagan has said, you know, maybe we just need to do away with the number seven thing. Yeah, like, I'm I'm over it right now. Uh, I really am. Like, I, I want guys to make their own numbers. Like right now, everybody talking about number forty. Why? Because he's making plays. He's doing great things, mm-hmm. and everybody loves number forty right now. Yeah, everybody loves number eighty six right now. True freshman coming in, playing fantastic at tight end. How about how about JD five right like like don't make your own number man like like do your own thing like create popularity around a number the number seven and correct me if I'm wrong I, I mean it may go further back than this but it, it became so popular because a guy like Patrick Peterson played dude was a dog back there in the DB I mean he's he he's like one of the OG guys of the DBU, you yeah. know, kind of mantra around LSU. And he wore number seven, and we fell in love with it. I freaking love number seven when you talk about Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. After that. Yeah. Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah. No, Leonard Fournette. Those three. The, I'm sure Ollie Highsmith would have a word. Sure, sure. But, I mean, they created that the popularity around that number because – because of what they did on the field. Like, you don't got to hand out a number and say, you're a playmaker. Man, make a freaking play, you know, in your own, whatever number you're wearing, uh, right? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of over it. Like, I, I'm okay with the 18 thing. Like, that's a leader number. But the whole playmaker number, I'm, I'm over it. I, I really am. Um, like, hang it up. Like, let somebody pick it and don't make some press release about it, right? You know, if they continue to do it, cool, that's fine. But I'm I'm not going to make a big deal about it anymore because it's just been a flop for so many years in a row now. Honestly, um, yeah. Huh? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm just I'm over it. I'm over it. So, um. Anyways, that that's my piece on 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 the number seven thing. You know, Zach, with Kayshawn leaving, um, like you said, I don't think it hurts as much just because you expected this. And also, you just don't – you don't need him back. I mean, is do you want a talent like Kayshawn Booty in your wide receiver room? Sure. But you got neighbors, BTJ, um, you know, coming back. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on one already. I, I know there's Kyron another Lacey. one. Kyron Lacey. Kyron Lacey, there you go. And then, you, of course, you bring in Shelton Sampson, Jalen Brown, Kyle Parker, and then you go to the portal and you get Aaron Anderson – uh, you, you're you're stacked, man, and of course tight, you got tight ends and Mason, uh, Mason Taylor, Taylor, and you got of course uh, who's coming in? I mean, three different guys: McGowan three, and Kempton and 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 Mac White, Mark White, whatever it is. Yeah, Mark um, White. Mark White. 
I always uh, I, I will Mac Markway. Mac Markway. I want to say Mark Macway, Mac Markway. Okay, <laughs> whatever it is. Anyways, but you you're you're stacked. I mean, your receiving room is really freaking good, and it's going yeah. to get even better with these incoming guys. So you're okay there. Like, don't don't stress this, guys. And look, if there is speculation about something happening, problems, whatever, like, you know, I, I'm I'm going to be blunt about it, Zach. Like, I'm tired of the drama. Like, yeah. Like, I thought we were past it. Like, with the whole Ed Ordron, the toxic locker room, the, like Eli Ricks, and uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, he was whatever. I'm like. Bro, we're tired of this. Like, I'm sick of it. Like, I don't care anymore. I want our football team to be focused on winning, caring about winning, and that's that's what they want. And discipline. Like, discipline. They're doing the things they're being told. They're they're doing the things that is expected of them. They're preparing. They're focused on winning. They're focused on representing LSU well. Like, like I don't care. Like, if he's gonna be a, like, if he's got some problems going on disciplinary actions he's not taking care of business in the classroom you know whatever it may be man like it, it, i've had enough of it like I, like the crap from the past two years before this season like i was sick of it and with brian kelly coming in and gutting the thing and you know he's laying out these standards and expectations uh, application of your process, application of your preparation, you know, thinking right, doing right, planning right, like all of these things. Like, I love it. I, you, you love the structure, the discipline, the responsibility, the accountability, because all of those things, when you do that within a team that is talented, equals winning. And if you're not going to be a part of that, like, move on. Like, and I'm fine with it. I, you know, I wish the bell for the best, the bell. The best for Kayshawn, and I hope he gets drafted well, and I hope he balls out. I, I, I hope he does in the NFL to continue the rich wide receiver recent history tradition yeah. uh, with Justin Jefferson, Jamar, Odell, Jarvis, DJ. Uh, you know all these guys who are who are playing exceptionally well at the receiver position in, for LSU. I hope he does the same. Uh, but like, if you're not about it, like if you're not willing to do the things that is necessary. You know, I, I really don't care. I don't care what your name is at this point um, because I'm tired of it. So if there's crap and, and like there's true whatever speculation, there's some truth to it. Like, you know, best of luck to you. We're moving forward. We, we want to win. And we got Jade Daniels coming back next year. Uh, our whole offense besides you now and Jare Jenkins um, is returning. And we're looking like at a like national title expectations. You know, like yeah. if you're going to be a distraction for that, we don't need you here. So, anyways, that's that's my thought on it. That's just my thought on it. Well, also, okay. like to all those people that are idiotic enough to say, "Oh, oh my gosh, it's because Jaden," I can't believe that's even a conversation. Dude, just shut up. You don't. You have no clue what you're talking about. Don't have a you clue. Have no clue what you're talking about. You are literally just assuming that because you're a JD hater. So, like, I'm. I'm also sick and tired of that. You're sick and tired of the disciplinary action. I'm sick and tired of the people that that think they know what the heck they're talking about, um, and they don't. They're just simply casual fans that uh, are quite honestly, that quite honestly are just 
just don't know what to talk about. They just don't know what they're talking about. Um, if you if you are one of those people that actually believe that Kayshawn is leaving because of Jaden coming return. back and coming back and being the quarterback for this team, then you are quite simply just unaware, just unaware, and and you don't know LSU football as much as you think you know LSU football. Period. Mm-hmm. So. You can you can get off, and it, we may if you have that way if you have that feeling, and we lose followers because of that, and uh, uh, you know because because I'm completely against that. Okay, go on. Yeah, that's yeah. Anyways, I, I, like the the mantra, the, the it's the same it's the same minority of people that were calling for Nussmeyer, uh, you know, a while ago. Yeah. In a, in a blowout SEC championship game where they're playing loose layback defense, just protection, you know, because they've got a W and they're already in the bag. And Nussmeyer's out there slinging it on fourth down to the end zone to Dre Jenkins. Like, come on, guys. It's – anyways. All right, we can move forward, Zach. It's, it's, it's time to move forward. So We got a game this Monday. LSU. Absolutely. LSU is playing Purdue at 12 o'clock noon uh, Central Time in the Citrus Bowl. Of course, uh, we know by now there's a lot of uh, players, luckily, that uh, are going to be back and playing this game. Uh, Obviously, Jaden's going to be playing. Uh, Apparently, he's going to be starting. You're going to have all your running backs. You're going to have all your receivers minus uh, Jare and Kayshawn. Which is fine because you're still going to BTJ. You're still going to have Malik. You're still going to have Mason Taylor. You're still going to have Kyron Lacey. Um, so you'll be fine there. Um, and uh, on defense, of course, the biggest hit is obviously the defensive line. We're going to be missing guys. Yeah. You're going to have Tank Guillory and you're going to have Makai Wingo in the middle who plays the outside. Uh, we we saw the uh, official Mike Jones. Depth. Yeah, we saw the official depth chart released um, the other day. And Mike Jones and Quincy Wiggins. Who I'm excited about Quincy. He, I'm pumped about Quincy. He's now, because of the opt-outs, the NCAA, which look, finally the NCAA did something that's actually decent, um, made a rule where uh, red shirt players can play in the bowl game. And it doesn't uh, count against them. And yeah. it doesn't count against them. Uh, Quincy was going to take a red shirt this year. Uh, he's been dealing with a, a battle and injury. He's healthy now, can play. And so, so Mike Mike Jones and Quincy Wiggins are list, listed as the Jack uh, with Savion Jones as the edge. I love Savion Jones. He's had a great season. Uh, underrated and, season. Yeah, Overworked underrated season, honestly. And he's going to get the start. So you're going to see some talent uh, on, the, on the on some young talent uh, play, hopefully, in this bowl game on the defensive line. Uh, Jay Ward's dropping down the corner with Makai Garner. Uh, not participating uh, in the bowl game and preparing for the NFL draft. Uh, Jarek is playing, luckily, so you'll see Jarek on the uh, opposite side. Of course, Greg Brooks announced – I don't think we've we've met since this, but Greg Brooks announced that he is coming back and returning. Big time. uh, And Major Burns. Yes, and Major Burns, uh, which is really – I expected that, but I'm I'm really excited for both of them to come back. You'll see those guys in the secondary, which is really, really encouraging. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm excited for this game, you know, and Purdue's lost a lot of players uh, because of the coaching uh, the coaching change and because of um, guys just preparing for the NFL draft. 
And this line went from five, and now it's like like 14 and a half, something like that. Oh, come on, man. You know, Coach Breeze going to have them right. Hey, Coach Breeze going to have them right. I don't, I don't care who's on the other side of football. I don't care. I don't care. If it's, <laughs> I don't care if it's Joe Joe Montana coaching. Like, go out there and beat the brakes off them. <laughs> That's what I want. I, I, I want to see. I, I don't know how much there is to discuss about the game just because, uh, I mean, Purdue is so – I mean, they're where we were last year. Let's let's be honest. We were gutted last year with the coaching change. You know, you got an interim coach coaching for you. You don't have a starting quarterback. Uh, you, your your receivers are different. You know, your defense is like pieced together with with duct tape and yarn. Like that is where Purdue is at right now. Yeah. Um, I think they're in a little bit better shape. Like, like they're, I don't know. I don't think they're like 38 roster players or scholarship players decimated, but you're, you're going to see a skeleton crew for Purdue, uh, compared to what they have put on the field all year long. Um, just considering the, the coaching change, obviously. So I want to see JD really push the ball downfield in this game just for the sake of like, some confidence and to show he can like guys, I don't know if y'all ever watched this dude's freshman tape. He's, he's got a cannon and he can let it loose and it's accurate. Like some of his highlights to Brandon Ayuk is very impressive. Um, yeah. So it ain't like he doesn't have it. Like he can, I just think he's been a bit timid this year, uh, a little lacking confidence being at a new team, new place, trying to learn the players. Uh, and and through the year, you, you've seen him progress and get more comfortable with the guys and start to open that up a little bit more. Um, and I think that only continues to to grow uh, from, from a passing game standpoint. Uh, he's healthy, so if he plays, I really would, would like to see the ball be pushed downfield because you know he can do it. Uh, and you got your receivers there who who uh, obviously can go and get it. Um, Zach, I mean, I mean, speaking on, on the receivers room and kind of the Kayshawn thing, like Kayshawn wasn't even lead, your leading receiver this year. You got no. Malik Neighbors, who's going to be playing in this game and coming back oh, next yeah. year and seemed to be his favorite target. Uh, mm-hmm. J, J, that seemed to be Jaden's go-to guy. I, I mean, in third down situations when you had to have it, where are we going? Malik Neighbors. Yeah. Um, so – I think you win this game, and Zach. I think we cover. I think we cover. Wow, that'd be that'd be huge. So, how do you like? So, with this Mike Jones, you know, the defensive line, it's going to be somewhat makeshift. Mm-hmm. You know, what what do you expect out of that? Like, I, I'm personally, I have been ever since we got him here. I've wanted to see Quincy Wiggins, and he's been battling yeah. injury, so unfortunately. He's redshirted this year, but I was so pumped to watch him this year. But also you got BJ and Ollie who kind of, you know, are solidified in their spots there. So it wasn't like he was going to take their position yeah. unless he just pulled like Harold Perkins. Uh, he didn't, though, but he has the he, – he's very talented. So I'm excited to see what he does healthy, you know, in this bowl game. Well, you, you know, you brought in some transfer guys to help um, – you know, in, on the, in, in that room, in that defensive line room. So, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be, honestly, just it, it's going to be open competition. I think Savion Jones probably has the best shot to 
uh, earn a starting position on, on, no on the bookends. So, you know, Quincy has has a big opportunity here in this bowl game if he plays and plays a lot of minutes to really, really show himself uh, as someone to look at heading into 2023 as a potential starter for the Jack position. So, and obviously he was highly recruited. Uh, he was five star, I think, on, on certain on certain uh, websites and certain uh, rankings, uh, recruiting rankings. So <clears throat> it's not like you know you're, you're throwing out some some walk on or, or just, you know <laughs> yeah. some three star or whatever you know some player that is only out there because the starter's gone. Like right, this is somebody that was really highly recruited and somebody that could potentially be a starter for you. Yeah. Um, next year. So he needs to go out there, seize the opportunity, and just ball out. I think Savion Jones has done done that this season already. So Savion Jones can, can just continue to have success. I want to see that from him. Um, so, yeah, I, I think defensive line is definitely a matchup to watch here because of the guys missing uh, our defensive line versus their offensive offensive line. You know, will, will they be able to run the ball against us? Uh, will the quarterback have time in the pocket uh, because of that? That's going to be something to watch for, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I also want to see running back wise, like how they, like who, I, I think it's not going to very much different from, from what we've seen during the season, but like, you know, if you don't see Armani very much, like much in this bowl game, like at all, and then you head into the spring, like that's something to look for, like potential Correct. transfer. Yeah, um, I agree. With you. I agree. Uh, yeah, especially with, I mean, I mean, you're just you have so much in there. You're you're, you're talking like Josh Williams, John Emery, Noah Kane, uh, and 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 then Armani, and then you're yeah, adding exactly. Caleb Jackson, Trey Holly. You know, and I think both of them are enrolling early, uh, if I remember correctly. So it. You know that's something to look out for uh, in this game. Like, what what kind of playing time uh, does he look like? Uh, Zach, we got one comment there that I didn't want to get to. Brandon's most recent comment, and then I want to ask you, uh, since it's New Year's Eve here, I want to ask you something. So let's get to this comment real quick. All right, which position group are y'all most interested to see going into next year? Um, I think it goes to what I was just talking about: defensive line. Offensive line, you've kind of solidified yourself there. Uh, you know who's going to be the starters uh, going into next season. Although uh, Lance Hurd may have a word about Lance it. Lance Hurd, <laughs> he's had a he's had a word about that already. So, um, but I mean, offensive line is going to be really, really good. Obviously, you have Jaden coming back, so you know you've got a very, very good, experienced uh, quarterback there. And of course, we'll see. Um, apparently, it's going to be an open competition, so we'll see. You know if Nuss sticks around, uh, if Walker sticks around and they battle it out there. Obviously, you got uh, Ricky Collins coming in. That'll be a part of that room as well. Running back, you're going to be stacked. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen anything released about John Emery yet, but I uh, can pretty much assume that he's going to be coming back. Um, yeah. You're going to be good there with Josh coming back, uh, assumedly John Emery, and as you mentioned, all those other guys. Um, like offensively, right. And then, obviously, wide receiver is going to be your best position group. Uh, you're good at linebacker because Greg Penn, um, Harold Perkins, Demario Tolan, you know, you're going to be weak brothers. So it's really on the defensive side of the ball. I think it has to be between defensive line and DB. 
Uh, I think you kind of solidified yourself a little bit getting uh, Denver Harris and, and, and Taviano, like, and, and then Zai. Zai, Zai Alexander. Zai Alexander transferring in, who is no nothing to snuff over. Um, and then obviously when Two seven banks, American. <laughs> he's an all American. So when seven banks is healthy, uh, you know, I think you, and then you've, you've of course got LaTerrence Welch. Um, and is there anybody I'm missing Reagan that's on that side of the ball? Uh, Ashton Stan Gordon Allen. He's kind of, he's kind of safe. Uh, Ashton stamps. Uh, am I missing anybody that's coming in this year? Is Xavier Atkins this year? Or is he 2024? He's 24. He's a linebacker. Xavier Atkins is oh, okay. I thought he was for some reason I thought he was corner. Anyways, so I think you've kind of you've you've gotten a lot better there, um, yeah, and you've you've gotten transfers obviously uh, on the defensive line in Parishand and and Swinson and Jalen Lee. Uh, am I missing anybody else that's transferring in? I think that's everybody that we got transferring in. Um, you got young guys like Quincy and Savion that are going to play a lot of really quality minutes uh in the bowl game so brandon i think for me it's got to be defensive line your interior is going to be great so maybe it's not really just a position group but really a position and it's the ends yeah uh on the defensive line so you know because the interior is gonna be fantastic you're gonna makai gar makai or sorry makai wingo and Mason Smith on the interior. Oh, Mason Smith. Dude, the interior, you're, you're going to have to go outside against LSU next year. You're going to have to go outside. <laughs> on, I, because you, you ain't doing nothing on uh, between the guards. I'm yeah. sorry, you're not. Yeah. And then you'll have somewhat of a rotation to keep them fresh now with, with these guys coming in. Uh, the, the the most in, look, the group I'm most interested in is the tight ends. Um, you had one good tight end last year this or this year, this football season because with Mason Taylor. And because of that, you really had uh, sets. Your offensive sets were, were one tight end based. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Brian Kelly wants to and has historically run a two tight end offense, uh, 12 personnel offense. And that's what Georgia does. Um, you And I love the two tight end offense. It, it just it, – it, it creates mismatches uh, within the defense against your tight ends so much, and you can utilize them in so many different ways. I, I mean, you see how Georgia does it. I mean, they've got a receiving tight end and Brock Bowers, who's also a very physical blocker, you know, so he can be a decoy out there, and then they'll throw Darnell Washington, who's a freak show of an athlete. You know, he's like almost like an offensive line size who – can <laughs> like catch the ball and just tumble over you. I mean, you you love to see that in Georgia's offense. So I'm I am super excited to uh, bring in uh, some more tight ends, some talented tight ends, especially a guy like Pimpton with his size being six six. I'm really excited to see how they run the offense next year with two tight ends. Um, so yes. Carl Dunn said, Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to you, Carl, as well. Uh, I'm ready for LSU win Monday. We will see all three QBs, QBs Monday afternoon. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe I mean, so. you keep your red shirt, so I guess you could play Walker if you wanted to. So. Carl Dunn also asked you, Reagan, off topic, but Reagan, as a pastor, <laughs> yeah. what is your, as a pastor, what is your message for people in 2023? My message for people in 2023, I, I would say 
the the current culture we live in right now is is very divisive and unwilling to be reconcilable and the very message of Christ and the reason that he came uh, was to reconcile sinners to himself so be a person of forgiveness and and reconciliation uh, don't 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 be a uh, a person who holds grudges and hangs things over people's heads be a reconcilable person. So there, there, there's your message for 2023. That's a great message. That's a great message. Maybe we should start a like. You now know, let's say a prayer and and amen. Invita- amen. Open the invitation. Honestly, <laughs> maybe we should start like a a, a podcast that's like called for the betterment. You know, for you know, like something like. There you I don't go. There know. You go. There I don't you know. Go. All right, you had a question for me, and then I, we'll get to this, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zach. I mean, today's New Year's Eve, the playoff yeah. game for today. Who who's winning? Uh, let me go and check because I honestly haven't looked at all the games for today. TCU, Michigan, and Georgia, Ohio State. Who who's winning? Michigan uh, and Georgia. Michigan and Michigan and Georgia. They're winning today. I got um, TCU and Georgia. Oh, give me TCU. Over the Wolverine. He's gonna upset Michigan, dude. They're a, they're, they're a seven and a half point favorite, bro. I mean, I genuinely think they that Michigan can go in there and and stomp TCU, but I think Max Dugan got that dog in him. Yeah, he got that dog in him. I, I really do. I really, I, I love Sonny Dykes. Like, I really think they're gonna be ready for this game. It's gonna be a fun um, game to watch. Alabama, Kansas State has kicked off, uh, as well as Iowa and Kentucky. Uh, I picked Kentucky and uh, Alabama in those games. I believe you did as well. Um, so we'll have to wrap up here shortly. But uh, let's get this Brandon Reese comment. He said, "I'm interested to see who starts in the secondary next year. Harris, uh, Taviano at at corner, maybe uh, Greg Brooks at nickel. I guess Major Burns and Sage at safety. I would say Brooks at safety, Sage at the nickel. That's yeah. the only thing I would switch there." Probably, but but um, yes, I would agree with you. Vice versa, uh, I think that would. Well, I mean, Taviano, uh, like well, Terrence Welch, Seven Banks, probably Alexander, I, Alexander, they probably have. Taviano's going to battle for it. I, I, I think Harris is going to have to battle for it too. Yeah, I, but I think I we all assume that Harris will probably be a starter. From a talent perspective, I think he will be. But I mean, you know, I mean, let's let's just be honest, Zach. I, I mean, I said what I said about Kayshawn. Hey. We know Ter- Devin Harris, Denver Harris had his problems over at Texas A&M, and if he ain't about it, you know. Yep, that's I, true. Then I ain't about it. <laughs> so. Very true. Uh, Alabama and Kansas State is about to start now in New Orleans, 11 a.m. Yeah, it just actually I'm did not, start, I'm about to watch and it. <laughs> Kansas State is already into Alabama territory right now. Okay, okay. Deuce Vaughn? Deuce Vaughn? Wouldn't it be awesome to see Kansas State duke you on Alabama? That would be amazing. Uh, like, they, be amazing. like they did us last year. Absolutely. All right, Zach, let's hit our last break, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap the show up right after this. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Reagan, I got something before you wrap up the show. 
Okay, okay. And then I will remove myself so you can wrap up the show. Okay, okay. All right. LSU baseball highlight video pending. Okay, okay. I mean, Zach, we know you had your your hype video for the football season, and it kind of popped off. So we'll see how uh, the the um, baseball one does. Hopefully, it's just as popping as the other one. I guess you could say. Hey, real quick, shout out to my my father in law, uh, Alan, for uh, these get Christmas gifts. This awesome little. I mean, I, you may can tell this is a green screen behind me here to put this background up and this fancy new uh, webcam that I got a little bit better resolution than my just built-in camera to my laptop. Um, so shout out to, to, to my father-in-law. Appreciate him uh, sending me these gifts for Christmas. LSU got their kickoff returner for next year. Did Polian save his job for next season? Uh, Carl, I do. I, I do believe that Polian keeps his job uh, for at least one more year. Um if, if it continues to happen next year, um, the problems, the mistakes, uh, I, I do think there will be a change made, but I think Polian keeps his job for another year. Uh, y'all got y'all gotta remember that Polian is not just special teams. Uh, he's also your recruiting coordinator. Um, and they, they've done a pretty darn good job recruiting, uh, this class. So, um, but yeah, Aaron Anderson is not going to be one that will go back there and muff the ball eight times during the season. Um, can we correct the formation penalties? Can we get, um, you know, the kickers not to kick it out of bounds on kickoffs? You know, all these things. Uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, but from a return standpoint, I think we'll be okay. Um, hey, real quick, Happy New Year's uh, from Tigers Avenue to you and your family. I hope it's a great new year for you all and, and that this coming year, 2023, uh, will be an awesome, prosperous year uh, for all of you. So we'll catch you next time next year here in the Tigers Avenue. Uh, watch your playoff games today. They're going to be a lot of fun. I got TCU and I got Georgia playing in the national championship. So we'll discuss it next time. Uh, here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace.